Hello, hello. So welcome to this bonus uh, lesson on fasting. So this is something that I've been meaning to do for a really long time. So I'm really excited to getting to do to do it. But there's a reason why I haven't. I don't push fasting as part of Naturally Healthy Club. And we'll go into the downsides to fasting later. But if it is something that you're curious about experimenting with, then this is going to, this will really help you like give you a starting place to decide whether it's something that you want to play around with or not. So basically like what is, so I'm going to talk about fast, what is like, what exactly is fasting? Then we'll talk about the benefits, downsides, how to experiment if you want to start, a couple, couple of common questions that come up and then I'll share some resources at the end. So basically fasting is just anytime you're abstaining from food. So we're either eating or we're fasting like, and, and, there's a lot of millions, like heaps of different types of fasting that you can do. So one is, and the most common one that everyone does is time-restricted eating. So that's some, because everyone has some point in the day where they're not eating. So for most of us, that's like you have your last food at night and then before you have um, breakfast in the morning, like that's your, your window of fasting. Like, so everyone does that on a daily basis. But um, of course, you can have various sizes of your window. So for some people, you know, they're having their last food at 10 p.m. and then they're having breakfast at seven. So they're only fasting for, what's that, seven, nine hours. Um, so that's that's one option. But for me, I, like I practice, it's called time-restricted eating. I don't like that term because of the restriction, but um, it, it, that's exactly what it is, is that you're restricting the time that you eat. And for me, I usually have my last food finished like dinner by seven. And then I normally for years and years and years, I've done this, that I, my first food will be lunch. So it's usually at one. And this year is because the boys are at school, both boys are at school. Now I've just been playing around with actually having lunch a bit later because I find that when I have break and have my lunch, like if I'm, if it's a work day that my brain power isn't as like as soon as I have like lunch, I get a bit sluggish and I don't, my thought thoughts, my thinking isn't as clear. So I've been playing around with pushing lunch back to two. Actually during school holidays, we've pretty much been having lunch at two. Um, and then this week I'm going to try doing it at three, but it's like something that I'm playing around with. So I get a, I don't know, I don't want to do maths right now, but 16, 18 hour, hours where I'm not eating from dinner to my first meal. And then there's like a six, or four, five hours where I am eating. And so then what that looks like is just means that I still have, I have lunch, then I have a snack and then I have dinner. So I have those meals quite close together. Um, yeah, and I really love it. It works for me. I've never really been a huge breakfast person, even when I worked for Kellogg Company and we had free breakfast. Uh, so yeah, that, that works for me. So that's time-restricted eating. And that can be anything from, you know, like you can have a 12 hour window where you're finishing your last meal at 8 p.m. and then you're having breakfast at 8 a.m. Or it could be, you know, 14 hours window. Like it's really up to you to play around with that. And then the next type, if we're looking at like amount of time that we're fasting for, the next type is um, called OMAD, O-M-A-D. So one meal a day. And basically with that, as it sounds, is like you just have one meal a day. And most people that do that have one dinner um, and that's all they have. 
So they're like drinking water or coffee or tea, whatever, black stuff during the day. And then they're having a big dinner to um, eat a lot of, to get all their calories. And the reason I don't like doing this is because um, primarily like I know like with hunger, like when you're tired, it's like the end of the day, it's like harder to pay attention to your body and it's so much easier to overeat. So there's that component. There's also usually it's more emotional. You're more likely to be emotionally eating at dinner time. And the other big thing for me is if I have a huge dinner, even if I have it three hours before I'm going to bed, I know it has a negative impact on my sleep quality because my body's still trying to digest my big meal. Um, so yeah, I'm not a fan of that, but I know a lot of people that do. And if that works for you, go for it. Um, the next type is like very low calorie diets where um, there's been a lot of research around these where you do either 800 calories a day or another one that's called the fast mimicking diet where you have um, 500 calories a day and those are designed they give you some of the benefits of fasting without but you do get to eat food and so for those you can do them for extended periods of time so you know you could do them for a week or you could do them for you know a couple of you know, six weeks, I, I guess, like a, I'm not sure how long the, the studies usually go for, um, but that that's another form, like another form of fasting where you're kind of eating really low, like crazy low calorie to trick your body into thinking like that you're fasting. Um, not a fan of it personally of either of those, but I have worked with people that have used that low calorie, like the 800 calories a day, done that for a couple of months to lose weight and then you know transitioned into using naturally healthy club and learning to listen to their body um you know as a way to manage eating going forward um, but with those you know there's short-term strategies it's not something that you would be recommending doing on an ongoing basis and i think the other thing with those very low calorie things is that um you know it's a pain and it's a mission to do to do it but for some people having that project can be you know a, a good thing to do um so that's low calorie then there's like the um five two diet approach which is where you just eat normally five days a week and then on two days a week you only eat 500 calories on those days um so you know that can work work for people and for me i like the thought of like having to count calories and be on top of that is really annoying. So I'm not a huge fan of that. I'd rather just not eat at all. Um, but, you know, for a lot of people, the idea of not eating at all um, two days a week is really scary. So that, that can be a beneficial thing. Um, let's see. And then the other option for fasting is like doing protein fasts where you just eat really low protein on certain days. And that has, can have certain benefits and then the final type is doing like extended fast so like if you're you know doing 24 hours or 36 hours or 48 hours or longer 72 you know people do longer fasts as well um you know they they are options too so there's a lot of different ways that you can incorporate fasting and like i think for most of us like some form of just being intentional about your eating window and it doesn't have to be every single day can be beneficial doing longer fasts can also be beneficial however like there's some you know there's some downsides to it which we'll discuss soon 
So what are the benefits of fasting? Basically, like one thing that I really am glad that I um, I discovered fasting and I like it was like over 10 years ago is because it changes your relationship with hunger. So it just makes you like removes all that fear around hunger because you actually get to experience it. So I, I actually think for most people, apart from the downsides, and I'll talk about who should not fast, it's actually really good a good exercise to to do play around with some sort of fasting just to like know like really experience hunger in its different forms and also to um to realize that you're actually not going to die from not eating like you know just to have that experience can be really valuable um but you know not something that you need to do all the time but doing it once like skipping dinner and like going to bed hungry and just seeing how that plays out for you can actually be a, a useful, useful tool. Um, so yeah, it changes your relationship with hunger. Um, it's a really, it is an effective tool for weight loss. Like people that do fast uh, do lose weight. It's <laughs> just like, that's how, how, how it works. Um, particularly like, you know, short-term options and when it's like a project. So, you know, that's, and actually, you know, so my Irishman a couple of years ago, he wanted to lose weight and he actually did a three-day fast and then he was doing two 36-hour fasts uh, um, a week. And I can't remember how, like he lost 20 kilos or something, you know, relatively short amount of time. So it can be like a really good tool if you want that fast, if you want some fast results, if you're really fed up and you're up for a project, it can be it can be give you those fast results. Um, and he actually did it again um, this year in January, like just after Christmas, he'd put on a heap of weight. And so he just went, right. And so he got really serious about doing 32, 36 hour fasts a week um, of just not eating anything. And yeah, like he lost 10 kilos in eight weeks or something or six weeks or something. Like it was, it's, you do get results. However, like if you try and maintain that, like now, um, you know, his weight loss is plateaued and because you can't, you can't maintain, like it's, it is pretty full on to be going without food twice a week for 36 hours, like more than 24 hours. Um, and so what you'll find is that the longer you do fasting, even if you stick to the fast and you don't break them, your, your body will naturally start to overeat at other times. So it's yeah, a good short-term tool to play, but longer term um relying on that to maintain your weight can be challenging and it'll, like his weight will go back up because he hasn't addressed the other the, you know the other reasons you know his other behaviors so yeah the weight's come off but it's kind of like a short term it happens quickly but you need to do the work to change your relationship with food and listen to learn to listen to your body and all that sort of stuff so um Yes, benefits. We we're talking about benefits. Um, so yeah, change relationship with hunger, weight loss, weight management, blood sugar control. So when you fast, um, it gives your body a rest from having sugar there. So of course it improves your insulin sensitivity and the weight coming down improves your insulin sensitivity. Same with blood pressure, like anything you do to lose weight in, um, helps with blood pressure. Um, there's two phases that you're that um that have or two processes that happen when you fast i think i'm not sure how long you need to fast to get these i think it's like 24 hours um 
or maybe longer. Um, so these are called, one's called apoptosis and the other one's called autophagy. And those are like cell, basically what happens is after you've been fasting for a while, your body goes, oh, hang on, we're not getting any um, any food here. What, can, what, what have we got lying around that we can use for fuel? And so it goes through and um, actually cleans up like any kind of damaged cells or potentially precancerous cells. They get um, kind of eaten by the body, like autophagy is like I think is eating itself um autophagy so like that happens so which is, has the benefit of um you know reducing your cancer risk because if there's any precancerous cells they're getting cleaned up um, so that's it's kind of like this cell cleaning system and then there's also um apoptosis which is this process why where any kind of dodgy cells get killed off <laughs> so then they can be cleaned up um, so it can be helpful for you know preventing disease and and cancer um, and there's actually studies showing, you know, that it does reduce your risk of, of cancer. And um, there was actually, uh, yeah, in so such a doctor in such a pan, such a panda who's really big on the whole time restricted aspect of fasting. So that that daily having a break, he did some study. He did a study with um, women who'd had breast cancer, and then they were um, they were they had two groups and one group just ate normally and then the other group the only change they got them to make was that they had like a 14 hour window every day where they weren't eating so they were fasting for 14 hours every day so you know they were finishing um dinner at 8 p.m and then they weren't having breakfast till 10 a.m and the group that did the time restricted eating like even that 14 hour window had um less recurrence and like kind of like they're yeah, significantly less recurrence of the breast cancer and better healing and all that sort of stuff compared to, to the group that that just ate regularly. So um, so that's yeah, another uh, the cancer thing is a, is a big is a big benefit. Okay, so then what are the downsides to fasting? So basically, um, I for me, the biggest downside is that it gets you into this like it doesn't improve your relationship with food because you get into this cycle of feasting and feasting and then fasting. So, and I really noticed this that I would overeat on because I would do my fast on one. I used to do a 36 hour fast every week and I've been doing that for years and years. And I recently actually stopped that last year because I just didn't like it anymore that I would overeat on Sunday night, have a terrible sleep and then have like not eat anything all day Monday and then you know my next meal would be so be Sunday night to Monday lunch the Tuesday lunchtime um and yeah it just you, and then when you do so you overeat before because you're like oh I'm going to be fasting so you're like it's hard to listen to your stomach to your body and then also you're overeating because you're really hungry when you break your fast um that like so you're overeating on both ends um, and so, yeah, I didn't, I just don't like that vibe. Whereas the daily rhythm, I find I can, it like works really well. So I don't get that. Like, don't like, I don't have that need urge to overeat dinner because I know I'm not going to be having lunch till it's just like part of my circadian rhythm. So it, it, it's good. So I think that's the major downside to the feasting to fasting is just, you get into this compensatory eating thing. Um, and then, of course, like who should not fast? 
is like anyone like I think if like if you're a chronic dieter like because it can be another form of like massive restriction because it is um so that can be like just perpetuate some unhealthy thoughts and behaviors around food so I'd really if you have been dieting for a long time then I would be uh, I think like the looking at like your time restricted eating window of like you know 12 or 14 hours that's okay but anything longer than you know probably 16 hours I would be not recommending um and then the other thing is like there's actually research to say that people who have a predisposition to being anorexia so if you've had if you know someone in your family that had anorexia um it can trigger like even like like fasting can trigger um triggered you to become anorexic so we don't want to do that and a friend of mine is a is a recovered anorexic and she has was really up on the research with that and and she was just like yeah definitely not um so yeah that's a downside of all people who shouldn't fast another thing to be really mindful of is if you're on any medication that if you like particularly um you know medication for diabetes like because a lot of that is um governed by like um the the dose like that they give you is for um you know to to offset you eating food so if then you're all of a sudden you're not eating then you need to like then your blood sugar can go too low because you're having too much insulin so um but there can be other medications that you know not eating can have an impact on it so if you are on any like meds it, i'm not sure about um you know cholesterol level meds but definitely check with your doctor before you experiment with fasting um the other diet downsides are like you can give you poor sleep but definitely have had sleepless nights up from fasting um you can get um cramping you can like muscle cramps and that's due, generally due to not having magnesium or not enough magnesium so um when i do fast i take like I supplement with I still have my magnesium supplements to offset that um of course you can get constipation and diarrhea because you're not getting any food going through your gut so that can cause problems but actually one of the benefits can be also conversely it can help with gut health because when there's no food in um in there the bugs in your gut actually there's um some bugs that eat the um mucus on the this is gross on the in the gut gut cell wall the gut gut walls and um that can actually kind of be a cleaning and healing process for those bacteria to be eating that mucus so it can actually so you can have some downsides to gut health but it can also have some benefits to gut health um so that's something to be to be mindful of if that's on your radar low mood absolutely and i really noticed this that uh what will happen for me when i fast i did a 48 hour fast recent or 40 hour fast ish recently cuz i still like to do that every now and again for these cancer risk benefits um and yeah like just so I'll not didn't have dinner like dinner sunday and then all day i'll be fine and then it'll get to the evening dinner time and just i just feel really depressed it's really down um so now i know to expect that and i have been taking a supplement called um ps phosphatidylserine and that does help a little bit but um yeah overall i just feel really depressed so i usually go to bed early 
And then, but the mad thing is like on the following day, on the Tuesday morning, still not having eaten anything, I will feel incredible. Like it's like you go through this like phase of like feeling really down, I guess, and then your body like brain switches over to using ketones and then you feel amazing. And I was like on fire, like so sharp. Like, yeah, so um, there's low mood and then also conversely you can get, you can get a lot of clarity as well. and then the other downside that I have experienced, like it's it it is stressful on your immune system. So I did a seventy-two hour fast of not last December, but the December before, and I actually got shingles um, after that fast. And I'm still not sure whether that was right. The shingles was random, or whether the shingles was triggered by doing such a long fast. So I haven't done any more fasting like 72 hour fast since then and i don't know if i ever will be brave enough because the shingles is awful um but you can get a shingles vaccine which i'm going to do very soon um so yeah that's benefits downsides so if you are still interested in exploring fasting like how to start doing that i recommend with just playing around with your eating window like what um and you're just trying experimenting with either having dinner a little bit earlier and, and having that deadline where you're stopping eating um, earlier than you currently do or the, and and or um, playing around with your breakfast time of like when you actually have your breakfast like if you're currently having it at eight like do you really feel hungry then is that something that you really need to do like could you be pushing it out and having it at nine or eleven and just just running little experiments on yourself and seeing how it feels and the only thing to be really mindful of this apart from all the downsides and the um the risks that I mentioned is that there's, you know, there's totally a habitual component to hunger. So we, our bodies get hungry at, we have, whenever our regular meal times, our bodies will get hungry at those, those regular meal times. And it can take a, you know, a week or so, or maybe a, bit, a couple of weeks, depending on how fluid you are um, before your body changes to the new regime. So just because you, if you, if you do notice, and I've just noticed this when I've been pushing my window with, I, I tried to go from before school holidays, like 1 PM to 3 PM. And it was just, I was just too hungry and it just didn't work. Um, but I, I'm kind of curious to see if I just persevered with that for a while, like how that would change. Um, and I've definitely like, I've got the 2 PM thing dialed in now. So like, that's kind of my new thing so if you're doing it if you are experimenting don't push yourself too hard with it but just know that there can be a habitual component to hunger so persevering can be beneficial um the other thing how to start is um yeah just being experimental and um and yeah just easing into it gently like you don't have to go crazy and um, and the kind of, kind of common questions come up is like, what can I actually eat or drink when I'm fasting? And um, depends on like, it really depends on how strict you want to be and the benefits that you want to get. So really strict, what like for people fasting with water only. I um, I tend to go with uh, I still have caffeine, so I still have tea, black tea and coffee. Uh, if you take milk in your coffee, like if you're having a latte, whether it's like, you know, a cup of milk, that's probably going to break your fast and you're not going to get that many benefits. But if you remember like those reduced calorie um, 
diets, like just from having that, that huge calorie reduction, yeah, you may not get all the autophagy and apoptosis and all the benefits, but you still will definitely get the weight loss benefit. Uh, and there's probably other things as well in there that you will get. So if you did want to fast but still have a coffee, you know, just play around and see how that feels for you. Um, just knowing that, yeah, I would get more benefits, but it's up to you to decide like what's the what's the trade-off. Or maybe it's like on the your fasting days, instead of having a latte, you just have, like my Irishman has um, just like a splash of like a couple of tablespoons of milk in his coffee instead of, or his tea instead of having it black because he likes it with milk. Um, and also caffeine can have an impact as well so like anything that's not food can change your fasting state but again like whatever makes your life easier like for me it's not worth it to like not have a coffee but I what I do do is I don't have my coffee until usually I don't have my first any caffeine until 9am like after I come back from my run rather than having a coffee first thing in the morning when I get get up so I'm getting that that extra window but you know again playing around you are going to get benefit any anything you do is going to give you benefits um it's just you know how how much you want to trade off enjoyment of life versus uh versus benefits um okay so that's it for fasting if you have any questions just post in the group and let me know and i'll link to some resources so there's a really great resource on the diet doctor website that they're huge on fasting so they've got a heap of resources there which can be really beneficial particularly if you haven't played around with this before there's also an app i use called zero and i'll link to that so it's actually it's just a it's a like it's got a heap of resources and it's also a good it's got like a timer so you can log in of like hey i'm starting fasting now and then so like it's good for setting that intention and also for you like a bit of an extra motivation to track how how much you're fasting the thing i don't like about zero is that they're really pushing this idea that the more you fast the better and i think they're like it, it can be a bit too aggressive it's a bit blokey um so yeah just just be be mindful of that um there's an article on Rhonda patrick's website found my fitness so she links to she um has some great interviews with um dr walter longo and dr sachin panda so the guy that um that has pioneered like a lot of research around time restricted eating and walter longo is the the fast mimicking diet guy so that if you're interested that they're, they're there and also the book um i'd recommend if you want to read more about this is um, a book called the circadian code by dr sachin pan and so i'll link to that as well okay have a great day and i will catch you another time <laughs> bye